Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Queens of Social Work podcast. I'm your co-host, Queen P. And I'm your co-host, Queen Eight. And we invite you all to join us this week as we share, laugh, cry, and learn through our experiences as women of color who happen to be social workers. Now let's get started. On today's episode, we're introducing you to someone you may already be familiar with. You may know her from your workplace. You may know her from school or other aspects of your life. She is the person who takes most things personally. She interjects in things that she has no business in because she wants to be included in something. She also Hmm. expects that all decisions be made with her ideas and her feelings considered and that things not happen unless she's in agreement. Hmm. Okay. Let's call her histrionic Heather. Okay. And for (laughs) argument's sake, let's say you know her from work. Now you may or may not know that there are various aspects of clinical work. In order to even become a licensed social worker, you have got to be familiar with the DSM three, four, five, whatever, uh, depending on when you studied or plan to study for your license. The DSM is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Health Disorders. That is the Bible. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> mental Amen. health. Okay. All right. Amen. So, of course, there's tons of gems in the DSM. And among those gems comes a diagnosis called histrionic personality disorder. According to the DSM, the essential feature of histrionic personality disorder is pervasive and excessive emotionality and attention-seeking behavior. Hmm. People Hmm. (laughs) People with histrionic personality disorder may feel underappreciated or disregarded when they are not the center of attention. People presenting Mm. with histrionic personality disorder may demonstrate rapidly shifting and shallow emotions that others may perceive as insincere. Furthermore, they may be dramatic and extremely emotionally expressive, even embarrassing friends and family with public displays of emotion. They may be impressionable, gullible, suggestible, and easily influenced, especially by the people they admire. Additionally, they tend to consider relationships closer than they usually are. Hmm. So let's get into it. Yes. They also tend to wear bright colors. Yes. And they also tend to be in the staff meeting, breathing real heavy <laughs> and rolling their <laughs> eyes, rocking their chair back and tapping their foot. <laughs> you said, let's get into it. You got right into it. Hello. Why are you talking about Why my girl? tapping your foot? why are you talking about my girl heather and her behavior okay because heather is histrionic and heather needs to be put on medication immediately Mm. and heather also needs a regimen of psychotherapy i would suggest intensive that's the thing with these personality disorders you know Mm. they're so difficult to manage Mm -hmm. oh my goodness heather she's a lot exactly honestly your average karen that comes up it's probably Heather. Oh, right. So think about, mm-hmm. you know, my dear in the park, uh, mm-hmm. walking her dog without the leash and someone has to tell her something. All of a sudden is this explosion of, oh my God, he's attacking me. Oh my God. Making the scene with this excessive emotionality. Mm. Right. Trying to be the center of attention. Yes. save me i'm a white woman that needs help you know okay calling the police and almost getting this man arrested if you think about all the situations with 
with Karen has probably been because they're histrionic. You're right. Like this woman in Oakland with the barbecue. Why are we in a public place and can't barbecue? Huh. And the sign right here telling us barbecue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Wow. Wow. So, You're right. Yeah. So I think we should, you know, kind of expound on our experience with the Heather or Hasha. Mm-hmm. Harriet, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call her. Henrietta. Uh, listen that gives, she can be he, all of these things henrietta's giving her a little bit too much flavor let's go back to heather or hasha okay so with heather heather and her lack of adequate mental health service mental health care hmm. creates a hostile work environment hmm. heather makes people feel unsafe and, you know, we've talked about this before and you said it was almost like being in an abusive relationship with this yes. pattern of abuse and manipulation, this pattern and mm. this cycle of coercion, you know, mm-hmm. someone trying to, oh, I, you know, any opportunity I get, I'll pass to you guys. You're got, you guys are great. I'll be here to support you and whatever. And then the minute they get into that opportunity, you're talking about them behind their back. Oh, this person don't deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. This person has done this. This person hasn't paid their dues. Well, I've been here 50 years and I know what it is. And I'm telling you, you know, just the, the, the manipulation. Yeah. But Hasha also makes for uh, a traumatic work experience, right? We come oh, to yeah. work to earn a living, to express our passions through our work to build our careers up, to become successful and various other reasons, right? Or various other things. But how she creates an environment where you don't know what's going to trigger her and you don't know what the next thing will be before she's going down to HR to file a complaint, before she's sitting in the director's office crying about no one talking to her, before she is uh, telling everyone who will listen about how awful you are because you won't give her your attention and your time. This makes work difficult. Hell, if it was just seeing the patients and doing what you're supposed to do, it wouldn't be no problem. But here you have Heather, you know, with all of her stuff, this uh, suggestible and, you know, easily influenced behavior. She's also influencing other people who she finds easily influenceable. You know, it's it's definitely a Mm -hmm. double-edged sword. And um, it's just important that if you, if any one of you out there have a hush in your life, that you create boundaries and you maintain them. Because that mm-hmm. is the only thing <laughs> that can kind of combat this type of energy and this type of uh, person and character in your space. Because if you have this trauma in your space all the time, uh, it will impact how you work. It will impact how you function yeah. uh-huh. and you will go home with it. You know, it breaks down your ability to keep work at work and home at home. You can't deal with the self-care that you need to deal with or really get to care for yourself yeah. properly if you have these things on your mind. Hasha did this today. Hasha did this. Hasha's making my life mm-hmm. miserable. Hasha's telling everybody I'm horrible. Hasha keep talking my name out her mouth. Hasha in here with these bright colors and tapping off for during the meeting. And I can't focus because my eye is so <laughs> blinded. Okay? By the yellow every day. Hasha's doing the most, you know? And you can't get to what you need to get to. So please, please, just try to reinforce your boundaries, make it clear, you know, find ways that will help you to communicate with Hasha and still get your job done, but be mindful of Hasha because Hasha got an agenda. Hasha feel like if you don't talk to her about her feelings and if you don't consider what she thinks, then you're the enemy. And, you know, if you're not with me, you're against me and Hasha will come for you. So just keep that in mind. Oh my gosh. 
you know, dealing with Tasha, Heva, whoever, especially at work, is just too much. It's, you know, you're trying to do your best at work. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. trying to get your stuff done and you're trying to form relationships with people. And, you know, me as an outspoken person feeling like I can't speak because it's going to be World War Three in there. Mm-hmm. That's a problem for me. And mm-hmm. and half the time, I'm not saying anything that no one else wouldn't say, but because she didn't get to say it or she didn't get mm-hmm. to do it or she didn't get to make the decision. It's like this, this whole waterworks and, you know, somebody can send an email. Oh, did you see this email? Did you see what they said to me? Oh, but they said, hi, girl, what's wrong with you? People are at work trying to do their job. Right. We're here to make a living. And just going off, just going off all the time. So this kind of also reminds me of um, borderline personality disorder as well. Mm. Right? Speak on it. Speak on it. Well, we we because I got someone who got borderline tendencies that's close to me. (laughs) Okay? Mm. Okay. And, you know, we have formed a better relationship however there are times where it's very difficult to talk to this person because this personality disorder is just and and it's undiagnosed but you know here as a clinician you sit here and you see all the signs and symptoms you're like yes this is what I'm dealing with so just to give you a little background according to the DSM there's a Mm -hmm. diagnosis called borderline personality disorder have you ever heard of it? Well, it's also yes. known as emotionally unstable personality disorder, which is a mental illness characterized by a long-term pattern of unstable relationships. Check. Strong emotional reactions. Check. And a distorted sense of self. <laughs> Double check. Those okay. who have it may struggle with fear of abandonment, detachment from reality, and feelings of emptiness. They may engage in self-harm or substance abuse. So now, mm-hmm. this person definitely has unstable relationships in their family. And what I noticed, it seems that she only get along with men. It's this thing with <laughs> women that she has. Like It's like so threatened by women. And mm-hmm. the way that she reacts, though, is so above and beyond. Honestly... Sometimes I'm trying to decide if she's borderline or histrionic because the way she reacts, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just upsetting. And as a clinician on a serious tip, right, this is why a lot of people, you know, so back in the day, diagnoses were broken up into access one and access two. And access right. to consisted of the personality disorders. Personality disorders. Yeah. You know, any agency, especially if you're talking about a community agency, they would work with access one any moment because, you know, the idea was that you could treat access one. That's your depression, your your anxiety, your schizophrenia, bipolar. Like you can treat and work with people. Access mm-hmm. two was viewed as no, this is the way you are. This is your personality. And you're stuck like yes. this. Right. And so many mm-hmm. clinicians have not wanted to work with people with personality disorder because the work that you have to do, you're talking about boundary setting. Like Queen P said, you mm-hmm. have to set these boundaries. And I'll give mm-hmm. you a prime example. When I worked at a um 
community agency doing mental health. I was a therapist. I had a client that came in and okay, she had a personality disorder, something we discovered through the work. And we had a fine relationship, but she had this thing with the front desk lady. She would every week, it seemed like to escalate and escalate. She was giving her fever. Like like this woman reminded her of something and she could not get it out of her mind. And, you know, one day she said to me, oh, she looks at me funny. She doesn't, the lady ain't looking at her funny. That lady didn't bother nobody. She was the sweetest lady. Matter of fact, she always was trying to pray for everybody and pray with everybody. The lady didn't want to bother no, like that's she didn't do nothing. So long story short, one day she said to me, oh, she looked like the type that'll tell your man something and your man will break up with you. Oh, how we reach (laughs) way over there. The lady don't even know you, miss. How she got in the whole safari so boy? How we reach there? How we get to that conclusion? Listen, and then so the next week she comes in cussing the lady out. And so I had to say something to her. Oh, after that, I was the enemy. And so borderline, Mm. they very much, they're good at splitting as well. So they will very much say it's, it's a family. Oh, they'll be over here talking to this person. They'll be over here talking to that person trying to make sure that y'all never to come together or y'all have conflict and then stand in the middle like, oh, I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that. I've definitely seen that. Wow. So it's very important. If you see this and this person is in your family or your friend, encourage them to get help. And if they don't want to get help, then you need to set a boundary. You need to set a boundary regardless, but you need to set a boundary because they will try to take you down, okay? That part. Imagine, I had a kid come into our facility, Mm -hmm. a young girl, and they don't like to diagnose, you know, people in their teens with personality disorder because they believe that, you know, people's personality is still forming, right? Developing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, isn't developed doesn't develop to year 25. So they feel like personality is evolving, especially in your youth until you get to adulthood, right? And so they try to Mm -hmm. say that diagnosis for adulthood. However, you know, I remember the psychiatrist, you know, we were talking about this girl. She was like, oh no, she definitely, she's a budding borderline. (laughs) That's what she said. She has a budding personality disorder. The girl came Mm -hmm. in because she got into an argument with a friend or whatever, and she felt like, okay, you know, I'm going to hurt myself. And she let them know this. And they were like, girl, you ain't going to do nothing. So my girl swallowed pill just to prove to them that, that she, she was going to do it. And that's what they know. do. They may engage in self-harm. Yes. Just to prove that she would mm-hmm. do it. So that they could have some sympathy. And she's like, you know, all of a sudden everybody was crying. And so they knew I was serious. Are you manipulation to the max? Yes, to the max. That's some unstable relationships. Mm. Strong emotional reactions, distorted sense of self. Mm. That strong emotional reaction will take you for a loop though, huh? So you had no intentions on doing anything, but because you need you know, people to respond to you a certain way. Let's just go take these pills and let's just do this. Mm. That's really tough. Mm. So can you imagine Borderline her family person. and how they feel right? like he's busting up in the house? 
man, and to navigate that day to day, you know, we don't get to choose our family. And so when they develop these personality disorders and these things happen, it's really hard on the family system. It's almost like having an addict, right? Like, you know, an addict is the person who's using the substance, but everyone in that person's environment is also paying a cost. Exactly. Everyone is involved in that use. And mental health disorders are the same way. You have one person who has this diagnosis and everyone around them has to pay the cost. Exactly. And just try to support them and, and accept them for who they are. And it's not easy, you know? Mm-hmm. I would always recommend, you know, therapy for family members in addition to individuals. So that individual definitely needs to be with a provider and be managed the best way they can. And the family mm-hmm. definitely needs another provider, you know, because <laughs> it's a lot to cope with. It's too exactly. much. Too much. Too. Mm-hmm. Emphasize mm-hmm. the two. Extra, extra. Okay. Read all about it. Okay. It's just too much. Yeah, it's tough, you know. <sighs> it's not easy, but the social workers are here and somebody's got to do the work, right? Of helping to yes. navigate these issues with our clients and our families and um and letting them know support is out there, help is there. You know, Hasha may be in your house, Hasha may be you, your child, your mother, your baby father, whoever, right? And you may also be Betty. You know, Betty may be you. Betty may be a loved one, someone you're really close Mm -hmm. to. And it's just important that you understand that they're not well and that you can survive it. You know, Mm -hmm. you can survive because when you're living with somebody who's not well, boy, Hmm. that is a thing. That is a beast. You know, so you can survive it. They can survive it. Just ask for help. You know, ask for help. There's help all over. Uh, And Mm -hmm. now, because of COVID, there's telehealth, there's all these other platforms that people can get on and use, please reach out. Just reach out. Don't don't suffer in silence. Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration, also known as SAMHSA, has a national helpline. The number for the helpline is 800-662-4357. Again, that number is 1-800-662-4357. National Alliance on Mental Health, also known as NAMI, also have a helpline. Their number is 800-950-6264. Again, the number is 1-800-950-6264. Their availability is Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you're located here at our home base, the number for NYC Well it's one 692 9355 Again, that number is one 692 9355 And they're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Furthermore, if you don't want to call, feel free to text. NYC Well also has a text line. And you can text them at 65173. Again, that number is 65173. And they'll be able to get in touch with you via text. If you text them, they'll respond via text and you can communicate with them that way. Well, thank you for discussing this. I think we had to inform the masses so they know they can be on the lookout for Hasha and and Betty or Bonnie. Sleep with your (laughs) eye open, okay? Because they out there. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So if anyone wants to share, you know how to reach us. 
on Twitter, mm-hmm. and for on Queens of Social Work Pod, on Instagram, on the Queens of Social Work. Mm-hmm. You can email us at the Queens of Social Work at gmail.com. Please listen to us on anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Please mm-hmm. share and follow. Thank you so much. All right. We'll see you next time.